0: Good morning one, good morning all, and welcome to the first ever Maddie B podcast. My name is Matt and today we are going to be looking at, you know, some of the things I've got planned for this podcast, the topics that we're going to be covering in the future and some of the guests that we might be having. We are also going to be looking at all 30 NBA teams over and under totals for the 2019-20 season. So podcasting is a very new thing for me. I haven't really uh, experimented with anything like this before, Um, and I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it goes. See how uh, I can develop some of the skills. Hopefully, uh, in becoming a successful podcaster, share a little bit about my life. Share a little bit about you know uh, some of the things that I'm thinking or some of the experiences that I'm having. Because I think that uh, you know, as boring as it may sound, I think that I do have a little bit of something to share with the world and uh, that's really going to be one of the main focuses of this podcast. I don't want people to be scared by the fact that uh, the title of this podcast or the very first podcast is uh, very sports orientated. I mean, yes, I love sports. It's going to be something that I really enjoy and really, uh, you know, cover heavily within the podcast, but I don't think it's going to be something that uh, this podcast is built off of. It's going to be something That features, but it won't be the sole topic that I will be covering. I think that, uh, being bogged down in a particular topic can be, uh, quite restricting for a creator and, uh, limits their audience, their potential to grow. So, uh, like I said, don't worry, I'm not going to be completely focusing on sports here, but, uh, keep in mind it will pop up from time to time like it has today. Um, and what I want to do with this podcast is, uh, try talk to as many people, try get their life experiences and talk about topics that they might be interested in. So, uh, one week I might be talking to a politician. The next week I might be talking to somebody from one of my uni classes. Uh, there's no real set, uh, topic or, uh, feature that, We'll be going into this podcast. It's really going to be about you know whatever I'm feeling and seeing how that ends up. Um, We've got a few interviews uh, and guests lined up already. Got quite a few people that have asked to come on. Uh, You'll see them popping up over the next couple of weeks and months. uh, Because uh, as of now, I'm expecting this podcast to be a uh, once a week sort of ordeal. You know, got lots of things in my life. Still got. Uh, uni and work and those sorts of things so I can't really uh, commit to an everyday podcast or once every two or three days like some people can but I do think that I can get a uh, once a week podcast going uh, I think that's the most effective way that I can uh, produce content for you guys get lots of stuff uh, sorted whilst also making sure that it's as uh, high quality as I want it to be because uh, that, that's something that I really want to focus on too I don't want my Content in my podcasts that come out and seem very boring and repetitive. And I think giving myself a week's notice or a week's time between episodes is a, a good way to do so. So that's a little bit about what this podcast will be about. I think today might be a little bit of a shorter episode, just, you know, getting started and uh, laying the groundwork for what's going to be going on and what's going to be happening. But uh, in the future, expect some really positive fun stuff Uh, I want you guys to uh, not listen to this podcast because you want to hear about the NBA over over and under win totals I want you guys to listen to this podcast because you know you like listening to me talking about whatever I may be talking about Um, and that's one of my focuses is to uh, make myself interesting not necessarily uh, the topics that I'm talking about I want to make sure that I can talk about uh, politics and make that sound really interesting, and then at exactly the same time talk about sports and have that be super duper interesting as well. So what we're going to do now, we're going to head in to our very first topic. So the 2019-2020 NBA season is almost upon us. It's going to be starting up in October, uh, and if any of you guys know me very well, it's that I love the NBA. It's probably my favourite sport at the moment, uh, outside of cricket, and I am obsessed with the statistical uh, side of it, and uh, we're going to be looking a little bit about that today and some of the roster makeups. But what we're going to be doing is going through every single NBA team, looking at their projected win totals, their rosters, last year's win totals, and seeing how they might stack up this year and seeing how they might perform. So we're going to do this in alphabetical order. We're going to start with Atlanta, uh, and I think we're going to finish up with, I think Toronto might be the last uh, alphabetical team in the league. No, Washington, sorry. Uh, and we'll go through there. I'll give you my take on the team. We'll see how those go. Um, I think we'll uh, keep this in our minds and come back towards the end of the NBA season next year and see how well I've predicted. And if I haven't, well, then I've... uh. Not done very well for my very first podcast, have I? So, what we are going to do is we are going to start with our very first team, the Atlanta Hawks. So, last year, they had 29 wins. Uh, One of the worst teams in the NBA, but that's expected. They've had a complete tear down in the past couple of years. And uh, through that, they've actually built really well through the draft. Uh, I really like Trey Young. I don't think that he's going to have a, a sophomore slump this year. I think that he's going to continue his good form on from last, uh, the end of last season. I think he's going to continue, uh, make a push to possibly be an all-star in the East. Uh, I think there might be a little bit too saturated for him to make a shot though, and I think he might be a little bit too young. And I also like Cam Reddish. Uh, I really like Cam Reddish. I think he only fell in the draft as far as he did was because of the teammates that he was surrounded with, with Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett. Those two were obviously really incredible college players and didn't give him much of a platform to perform. But here's my hot take for this team. I think John Collins could be a sleeper for an all-star reserve spot in the East. So the East forwards this year are particularly weak. Uh, Kawhi's gone, and I think really the only two locks so far are Blake Griffin, uh, barring injury, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. And then outside of that last year, you saw that Chris Middleton made the All-Star team, and uh, he's a very uh, serviceable and positive player, but I don't think that he is uh, particularly a perennial All-Star by any stretch, or is he a multiple-time All-Star. I think he might be only a one- or two-time All-Star in his career, unfortunately. But I I really do like Chris Middleton, but I don't think he's up to that All-Star level. So uh, my take on the Atlanta Hawks is that they're a very young team with potential, but I do think 34.5 wins is a little bit steep for them to achieve this year. They're going to go under. Uh, The second team on our list, the Boston Celtics. 49 wins last year and a win-loss win loss projection of 48.5 so losing Kyrie was obviously a big part of their offseason but uh, as I'm sure we all are aware Kyrie did a uh, bugger all for that team last year he was really uh, in uh, the playoffs in particular a net negative and wasn't exactly a change maker uh, particularly in that Milwaukee series where he shot absolutely horrendously. Uh, Overall, I think it's a slightly weaker team, um, but I think everything uh, rests on the shoulders of two factors. I think Tatum will be a very important factor in this team. We'll like to see how he uh, continues to develop. Uh, It'll be very, very interesting to see if he continues to take these long fadeaway twos as opposed to getting to the rim and shooting threes. I think that'll be a very interesting storyline this season for Boston. Uh... And I also think that uh, out of everything for this team, the form of Gordon Haywood will be the most important factor. If he can come back playing 80, uh, 85% of where he was before he signed with the the Celtics, I think that's a very positive thing. But at the moment, if he keeps playing the way like he did last year, that's $35 million on a player that's scoring 10 points per game. Uh, I love Kemba, but I don't think he's much of an upgrade on Kyrie. I think they'll be playing uh, a very similar role. And with that, I think they will go under the 48.5. Now, Brooklyn. Brooklyn's one of the, uh, the biggest hyped teams up from this uh, past offseason, obviously gaining KD, Kyrie, and DeAndre Jordan. Last year, they had 42 win- wins. Uh, this year, they're projected for 44 and a half. But, of course, we need to remember that Kevin Durant's coming off that Achilles injury and he will not be back at this season at all. So, even if they make a deep run into the playoffs, I wouldn't expect Kevin Durant to be there for any of them. Um, an underrated pickup that they had, Torion Prince. I like him. I like him a lot. I think he's a young, uh, promising Hawks player, but I think the Hawks traded him away because he was uh, off contract by the end of the this season uh, and is going to be looking for a little bit of an extension. And then Jarrett Allen and Chris Levert. Chris Levert, in uh, the last couple of days, has really uh, gotten that big contract extension, three years, $52 million. That's very impressive. I'm very happy for him, especially after the injury that he suffered last season. Uh, And Jarrett Allen, I like him. I think that uh, towards uh, the middle part of the year, I think he might actually end up getting the start over DeAndre Jordan. So there is a lot to like about this team But there is a lot to lack about this team next year. Not this year. I don't think that they'll be a particularly potent team this year. I think they'll be a very solid team. I think they'll do well in the regular season. I just don't see them going on to contend. Uh, That is why I'm going to say that they will just go under the 44 and a half. Now, Charlotte, I really would prefer if I didn't have to talk about this team. It is just horrendous. There is... Uh, $200 million of contracts that are just terrible. Terry Rozier is the very latest of these. I don't believe that he is worth the money that Michael Jordan paid him. I can't believe that he is being paid the amount that he has been. It is uh, uh, an embarrassment. They will be by far the worst team in the league. Of course, last year, 39 wins, but that was because Cambo carried them. To that, uh, this year projected for twenty three and a half. I don't think they'll get anywhere close to that. I think they'll be closer to uh, uh, maybe not even scratching twenty wins. That's how bad this team is. The, the The best thing about this team, if I'm being frank, is the uniform. I really love the uniform. I love the colors. I love the court design. I like how they're going with the throwbacks to the Larry Johnson days. But honestly, this team is atrocious. Now. Another interesting young team in the East is the Chicago Bulls. Last year, 22 wins. Once again, I think they had the fourth best odds in the draft. Uh, they fell a little bit, which was unfortunate for them. But they are projected for 32 and a half this year, and I think that might be a little bit steep as well. Seeing as though that they might be tanking, I would say for one more year to get one more good player to really make that push. My big fan of Kobe White. I think there's a sneaky chance that he could be the best point guard in this draft. Uh, really love his hair. Really love the way he goes about his uh, basketball. I think he's a, a bright young man and that he will go big in this league. Uh, and one thing that I want to focus on here with this team is... Is Zach Levine actually any good? Now, I know... What you're saying? I can hear you guys all screaming and yelling at me and saying, of course he is. He scored 23 points per game last season. He's an absolute gun. He can dunk. He can shoot. He can uh, defend uh, smaller guards. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a good player for the future. But the way I look at Zach Levine sometimes is that he might be like Devin Booker on the Phoenix Suns. I think he might be putting up empty stats on a bad team. Now I don't think that there is any doubt that Devin Booker on the Suns is a great player. You can't score seventy points in a game and be bad. But um, we uh, the jury's still out on if he's a if he's a number one player on a championship winning team. Uh, I think Zach Levine is not as good as Devin Booker. I think uh, Zach Levine has got a lower ceiling. But uh, it it'll be interesting to see as this Chicago Bulls team progresses and gets better how. Um, Zach continues to either uh, progress or digress. And then the final thought on this team is that I don't think taking on shitty Washington Wizards contracts is a good idea. I think the way they're going, they might uh, be taking on John Wall's contract next. I don't think taking on Otto Porter for $25 million a season is a particularly smart idea. I see where they're going. They needed to get rid of Bobby Porter. He was a cancer in the locker room, but they could have gotten rid of him for some better value, I'd say. So I think they will tank again. They're going under. Uh, The Cavs, equal worst record in the league last year, only 19 wins, projected for 24.5 this year. Uh, I want to be particularly clear in saying I'm not sure how Darius Garland and Colin Sexton are going to be able to play with each other I think drafting two-point guards is a classic Cleveland Cavs move. Um, not sure how they will be able to work with one another. I think there'll be some fighting for some minutes. And I think that, uh, in the end, uh, Kevin Love is going to be dealt to someone eating a like push. I'm looking at Portland. I'm looking at um, even Miami, who are searching for a next star for, to pair with Jimmy Butler. And then, of course, I still think that this team is choked by some of the LeBron-era uh, contracts, that being Tristan Thompson on uh, nearly $20 million a year, J.R. Smith making around thirteen, million, uh, Matthew Della as much as I love him, on nearly $10 million a year, and then they've uh, traded for Brandon Knight, which is a quite surprising thing to see. Uh, he is making $14 million a year. I don't think Brandon Knight's been any good since 2013. Uh I think his career has gone downhill ever since he got baptised by DeAndre Jordan. uh, And I think that this team will go under. The next team that we're going to be looking at is Dallas. I think there is a big potential for improvement with this team. Last year, 33 wins, projected this year for 40.5. But, of course, the big question mark surrounding this team is whether Kristaps Porzingis will come back 100%. To put this in perspective... Blake Griffin was a Los Angeles Clipper the last time that Kristaps Porzingis played an NBA game. Of course, Luca is a gun, but uh, the key will be looking at how well Kristaps comes back. Adding ten wins is a big call. I think that he will have a little bit of load management this year, uh, and inevitably he will be going. Uh, the team rather will be going under. The next team we've got here is Detroit. Now, last year, 41 wins just scraped into the playoffs. Uh, This year projected for 37.5. And I honestly think that Blake Griffin will have a better season than he did last year. And he had an All-NBA third-team season last year, which is incredible. Uh, He's been improving as of late. His shooting's gotten really better. Uh, I think that his shooting will take another jump again. And my favorite thing about this team is that Detroit finally has a competent point guard. They've had Reggie Jackson for so long, and obviously he is not up to scratch. And they finally, finally have uh, Derek Rose there. He's going to be a a key piece to this team. I think he'll be able to uh, lift this team even further. Uh, I do believe that... Uh, Derek Rose is a starting-caliber point guard. I don't think he's an all-star like some of his lackeys like to think, but he is a gun. Uh, I think that the East is particularly weak, uh, especially down the bottom of the playoff bracket. I think Luke Kennard will improve again, and I'm going over with Detroit. Golden State, 57 wins last year, of course, made the finals. This year projected for 485 Lost KD, gained D'Angelo Russell. But with that, I've got a little bit of a maths equation here for you. So, this is that Steph plus D'Angelo plus Clay equals buckets. I think that this team is still a contender. Many people are writing them off, but I really think that when Clay comes back, this team is going to look towards making a big run in the playoffs and making a big charge for even the Western Conference Finals. I think Draymond Green is going to come back. And have a good year. I think his shooting is going to improve. I've heard some rumblings that he's been really focusing on that. uh, And I think that will be very uh, clear. And I think another clear thing is that Steph Curry will be uh, the clear favorite for the MVP this season. I think uh, he can start averaging 35 points towards the beginning of the season. End up finishing around 30. I think he can drag this team into a even a top 4 seeding in the playoffs. I think that... uh, this team will go over the 48.5. Houston, 53 wins last year and exactly the same projection, 53.5. One thing to be sure about this team is that when you have James Harden and when you have Russell Westbrook, you can trust that they will overdo it in the regular season. I think they're going to rack up lots of regular season wins. I think that uh, James Harden will obviously have a a statistically worse year than last year, but that's only because he's finally got a... uh, a teammate who is a prime all-star. So Chris Paul, obviously not in his prime last year, wasn't his best, but I think with Russell Westbrook there, there's going to be a lot of improvement. Uh, I think that they won't be a particularly strong playoff team simply because both of these players tend to overdo it in the regular season. Uh, Their role players are going to be very, very important. I think players like Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, uh, and even Clint Capella are going to be incredibly important, but... With that, I still think that this team is going to be great in the regular season I'm going over. Now, we have Indiana Pacers. This is one of my personal favourite teams. I really like the makeup of this team. Not because they're particularly strong uh, contenders by any stretch. I just think they're a very likeable team. Last year, 48 wins. And this year, projected for 47.5. Now course, Victor Oladipo comes back, all-star, all-NBA-caliber player, and they've had some big pickups in Malcolm Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. They've got a really, really strong guard setup. I think. Their backcourt is going to be one of their particularly strong uh, aspects, and losing Bogdan Bogdanovic to the Jazz is a big, big loss. He provided a lot of playmaking and a lot of shooting for that team, but I think uh, hopefully that they'll be able to compensate with that for, well, compensate with Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. And then of course I think Miles Turner is gonna take another jump. Like I said, John Collins is a sleeper for the All-Star team. I also think that uh Miles Turner will be one of those players that are in contention for that spot as well. The East is weak. This team is going over. Now the Los Angeles Clippers obviously the uh the bandwagon or most popular team of the nba offseason last year 48 wins projected for 53 and a half this year i think the obvious title contenders which uh, of course guarantees them quite a few regular season wins and uh last year they had 48 wins without an all-star and you add two of the top 10 players in the league uh and uh you are going to have a particularly strong team. Now, of course, there's going to be a bit of load management. I wouldn't expect Kawhi to play many more than 60 games. And I think Paul George is going to miss a few towards the beginning of the season with his shoulder injuries. But I guarantee you that Lou Williams, Montrezl Harrell, uh, Pat Beverly, Landry Schammett, those are... sort of players will be able to carry them. There's some big wins when both of their star players are not playing. They've got a really working-class dog mentality. They want to win. They want to play for each other, I think, despite the load management that this team is going over the 53.5. Now, the Lakers, uh, last year 37 wins, a very disappointing year. This year projected for 48.5. I think, like the Clippers, these guys are also another title contender, Eighty and LeBron, I think both have potential to have MVP caliber seasons. I don't think that they'll both contend for the MVP. I think uh, one or two, uh, one or the other will. I think if LeBron's contending, AD won't. And if AD's contending, LeBron won't. Uh, Losing DeMarcus Cousins is massive. I think that he was uh, what the Lakers had as their secret weapon, I'd say, in overcoming the Los Angeles Clippers and teams like that. They wouldn't be able to deal with that uh, big man presence, uh, especially down in the low post and then out on the perimeter at exactly the same time. But uh, I think Dwight Howard coming in, obviously a downgrade. Uh, I think he soak up some big minutes, but I'm not sure if him and JaVale McGee will be able to uh, replicate exactly what, DeMarcus, what they are losing in DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, I think their bench is a little bit overhyped. I'm not quite sure uh, why people are so high on their bench. I think individually they work uh, well, but as a group, uh, I'm not sure. It, 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 it's tough to pick because much of their bench is uh, players like Avery Bradley, uh, who frankly have been terrible in the last few seasons, but have got that reputation for being good players in the past. Uh, I think Kuzma is also a vibe. Everyone's calling him like the third superstar. I don't think he's close to being a star. I think he's a very solid role player at the moment, but he's shooting and his defense really needs to improve if he wants to be considered a star on this team. Uh, despite all these things, I think they'll go over the 48.5. Memphis, uh, last year 33 wins, this year 26 and a half. Lots of promising players that I like. Yamarant, uh Jaron Jackson Jr., Josh Jackson, Tyce Jones, Dylan Brooks, Grayson Allen. But with that, of course, comes lots and lots of losses. I think this team will go uh, significantly under the 26.5 and have another great draft pick next year. Uh, expect them to pick, I'd say, another guard. I think they're set or maybe even a center next year. But I think this team is uh, promising, but in the future. Miami next. 39 wins last year, 42 and a half projected this year. Now, this team is particularly weak outside of Jimmy Butler. Of course, they've lost uh, uh, James Richardson. He is... Oh, not James. Josh Richardson, sorry. He's gone to Philly. Uh, but they have been very vocal in saying that they would be aggressive in acquiring another star. It's a very Pat Riley thing to do. He doesn't like tanking. He doesn't like building. He likes... Winning now, I think they might pursue uh, Chris Paul, Kevin Love, or even somehow get their hands on Bradley Beal. I think that'll work very well. But if they get another star, I think they will go over. But as it stands now, this team will go under the 42.5. And And the Milwaukee Bucks, obviously uh, the best regular season team last year, winning 60 games. This year projected for 57.5. Had some key losses. I think Malcolm Brogdon is going to be big. A think giving Eric Bledsoe the massive extension that he got might be a little bit of a uh, mistake in the end. I think he's a good player, but I'm not sure if he's worth 20 a year. Giannis, I think, uh, despite having an incredible Shaq-like season last year, will improve, but I do think that they have overpaid for Chris Middleton. Paying him nearly uh, $180 million over four years is a bit of a stretch. Uh, That'll hamstring them in the future. But I think as of right now, they've got nice role players. They had a historic season last year. And I think that they are going to improve. Uh, Maybe not uh, as high of a win total. But I do think they will get over that 57.5 mark. Minnesota, last year 36 wins. This year 35.5. They need to get Carl Anthony Towns some help. It's... Getting to the point where you don't think Andrew Wiggins is ever going to get better. He has really been struggling. He's just uh, a waste of money, essentially. Uh, This team is definitely going to go under that 35.5 unless they can get some help. Because, of course, they lost Derek Rose too, who did carry them to quite a few wins last year. New Orleans Pelicans, they are uh, another one of those super hyped up teams. 33 wins last year. This year projected for 38.5 zion will be good guys i know he will be i think you can't not be good with that sort of athleticism i think even if it's uh his skill set doesn't improve his sheer athleticism will carry him to at least being a couple time all-star uh but i do think he will adapt and overcome this and become a strong player in the future but we need to relax on the hype train okay he's good but i don't think he's carrying a team to a playoff good This team is ridiculously young outside of Drew Holiday. I love Drew Holiday, but uh, outside of him, I don't see anybody making the All-Star team. Bright, bright future, and they definitely will prove. I'm not quite sure that they will contend for that eighth seed. Uh, The safe bet here is that they will go under, but... uh, They can go over. I can see Zion and those rookies getting hot towards the end of the year and maybe making a little bit of a last-minute push, but I am going to go under. Now, we've got the New York Knicks. Last year, 19 wins. This year, projected for 26.5, and and I'll be honest, I don't think they'll get close. The whole city is in depression because of no Zion, no KD or Kyrie. Uh, they didn't even hit on any of the secondary stars like Tobias Harris or even Kemba Walker. Everybody on that team is on a one or two year deal except for RJ Barrett and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Everyone is playing for money, so that might boost them a little bit. But this team is this team is bad. I think they'll be bad. For a very long time, I hear people saying that they're loading up for the 2021 free agency class when Giannis is off contract and LeBron's off contract again and Paul George and Kawhi are off contract again. But look, this team's going under. OKC, last year, 49 wins. This year, 31.5. They are set for the future. They've got picks out the ass. They've got OKC's picks, obviously. They've got Clippers picks. They've now got Houston picks, and I think if they flip CP3 one more time, they'll get those picks as well. I don't think they'll get uh, um, uh, as many as they did for the two previous trades, but they will get lots. I think CP3 will decline again. Obviously, his athleticism and his body's going to downgrade and break down a little bit more, but I actually think that he will improve statistically behind uh, James Harden not being there, and him being the, the best player on that team. I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is going to make a jump. He was very impressive in the playoffs with that uh, run that the Clippers made last year against the Warriors. I think he made one of the most clutch plays when they got that game winner uh, when they'd come back from 30. I think he is a very promising point guard. I think that despite this team being significantly worse than last year, they will go over the 31.5. Now, Orlando is a bit of a it's a bit of a mixed bag. That's last year forty two wins. This year projected for forty one point five. So people are saying that they are going to say the same. I'm going to have to say that I agree with that. The question is, are they ever going to draft a guard, or are they going to keep taking shots on players that have been proven, or at least shown signs of just being bust? So they tried with Michael Carter Williams. Now they're trying with Markel Fultz. I'll be curious about how he comes back after a a, a full. Uh, run of rehab and rehabilitation and uh, injury uh, assessment and whatever, but you've got to start thinking that maybe he might be a, a, an all-time bust. Uh, there has been uh, not much change. It's a very uh, same, same team. They haven't really changed in a while. Very forward and centre-heavy, I think. Uh, Vucevic got that massive $100 million extension. Good on him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he was going to go somewhere else if they didn't offer him that big money. But if I had to choose, I would say that they might go under. I think that uh, he's not in a contract year anymore. And I don't think Aaron Gordon is as good as everyone seems to think he will be. Now, we've got the Philadelphia Seventy Sixes. Last year, 51 wins. This year, 54.5. Let me just say, this team is good. They are the favourites in the East. I think the Ben Simmons jumper videos are a very positive sign. I like Tobias Harris. Uh, I don't like um, Joel Embiid's. Uh, attitude problems and weight issues I think that if he can improve those this team's looking very strong for a run to the finals but uh, I think it'll be contingent on that but I do think they will get lots of regular season wins I think Ben Simmons is going to improve and people are going to start talking about him like they were in his rookie season as as a transformative player I think this team's going over now The other worst team in the NBA last season, the Phoenix Suns, 19 wins. This year projected for 29.5. I'm not quite sure where that big 10 win jump has come from because there hasn't really been that much change. Uh, it, It gets hard thinking that this team will ever improve. I think DeAndre Ayton showed some really positive signs. He needs to work on his defense a little bit, but he put up big stats last year, 19 and 10, which is very impressive. But then again, it is on a bad, bad team. Uh, but with that being said, it is NBA sacrilege to not pick under for this team. If I were to pick over uh, and they were to go under, it would be an all-time bad pick. Now we've got the Portland Trailblazers, 53 wins last year, 46 and a half projected this year, which is a, a significant job for a team that really hasn't changed that much. I'd say they've probably improved getting rid of some of the bad contracts that they have. Evan Turner, Mo Harkless, uh, of course, gaining that white side contract, but I think that's a risk that they're willing to take because it's a one-year deal left. Uh, he's an expiring. If he plays well, good on him. If he doesn't, I think that they might uh, go for a Kevin Love trade, I think. Keep your eyes out for a Kevin Love trade towards the deadline. I think then we'll get rid of Whiteside. That'll give um, Cleveland some cap space. That'll give uh, Portland an all-star caliber player. Uh, I think that 46.5 is actually a little bit low for them. Uh, I'm going to go over. Uh, Sacramento, very, very positive team last year. It was surprising on how good they were. So 39 last year, 37.5 this year. I think De'Aaron Fox will take a massive leap. I think he is going to be a gun. I think he might be the best point guard that comes out of that 2016... No, not 2016, 2017, Lonzo Ball, Marco Fulchdraft. They've got good young pieces. And, of course, Marvin Bagley got injured towards the end of the season last year. I think that he will approve and make a job this team is going over. Now we have the San Antonio Spurs. Last year, 49 wins. This year, 45.5 Um, Spurs are one of those teams that everybody likes to like. They've just, they're a very likable team. I think they've got some very likable players, but unfortunately, DeMar DeRozan, he is going to take another regressive year. His points per game went down last year. I think they'll go down further. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is getting to that point where his stats are going to start regressing too. Um, uh. On a positive sign, I really like DeJounte Murray, I really like Derek White, I think they've got some good young pieces, but this team is getting worse. I think uh, Pop hasn't got much left, I think he's going to retire soon, and unfortunately this team will go under and miss the playoffs for the first time in almost 20 years. Toronto, NBA champions last season, good on them for it but this team is going to be significantly worse than they were. Won 53 games last year, 45.5 this year. Quite obviously a big loss. Kyle Lowry, he is getting old, especially for an undersized point guard at six feet tall. That is not a great sign. I don't think there has been a point guard that has aged gracefully at that height outside of Jod Stockton. Um, so the Arkham's going to improve, but I do think uh, a Barker on the other hand, will regress. This team is going to go under the 45.5, but I still think they might make the playoffs. Utah Jazz, this is everyone's sexy pick for uh, a sneaky final's berth. Uh, Obviously, last year, 50 wins. This year, 53.5. They're going to be a great regular season team. I like Mike Conley. I like Donovan Mitchell. I like Joe Ingles. I like Rudy Gobert. I like their starting five. They've got a really strong starting five. Uh, I think Donovan will finally make the offside team. going to jump up from 23 points per game to, I reckon, 25. This team is going to go over the 53.5, being one of the top seeds in the West. And our final team, and I think it is quite fitting that this team is right at the bottom, the Washington Wizards. This team is bad. I feel sorry for the general manager, for the coach, for the owner, and quite frankly... Fans of the Washington Wizards franchise, 32 wins last year, projected for 27.5. Obviously, Bradley Beal is the only bright spot here, but I think that they'll just bite the bullet and say, all right, we're going to trade him. Uh, no John Wall, of course. I think his leg will be just broken and dead by the time that he comes back. I think he's going to lose significant amounts of athleticism. He'll be over 30 when he returns, I'm pretty sure. This team is bad. They're going to go under. Uh, I think their draft pick, uh, Dumbuya from France, I think he's a bit of a project. He's going to take a couple of years to start improving and get uh, better. And this team is, without a doubt, going under their projected of 27.5 wins so there you have it guys that is all 30 nba teams over and under win totals for next season now what i will say about uh my general thoughts about the 2019 2020 nba season is that it is finally an exciting time to be an nba fan i think uh the great it, it gets grading after a while, having Golden State in it for six years in a row. I mean, that was obviously a, an all-time team, I think. Probably the second or third best team of all time. Many people uh, say that they're the, the best team of all time, and it, there's, a, there's a pressing argument for that. But seeing LeBron drag his uh, obviously substandard team that wouldn't have made the playoffs to the finals every single year for five years and only winning one of those years, um, I think is a, a credit to him. I don't think he gets enough credit for that, but uh, it's obviously uh, a, a situation where you could predict who the winner was going to be all the way up until last year, where I think the, the Warriors came in as underdogs, but I'm not sure I agreed with that. Obviously, they had lost KD, obviously they did lose Clay, but uh, I think Steph is a good enough player to warrant a little bit of respect there. Uh, Obviously, they didn't end up winning, uh, and that's unfortunate for them, but what will be interesting is to see how this season rolls out i think there are multiple teams on either conference that can win the uh nba championship i think obviously the los angeles clippers the los angeles lakers the houston rockets uh and i'd say the utah jazz are are the clear-cut contenders or best teams in the west Uh, and the houston rockets in there sorry Um, and then outside in the East, I'd say that this is obviously the much weaker conference, particularly down low, Um, but I think there are two or three clear contenders. I think that uh, Philly is going to be the team to beat. Uh, Milwaukee will also be the team to beat. I think uh, Giannis is going to be the best player in that conference by a country mile, and I also think that uh, Boston, if... Gordon Haywood and if uh, Tatum makes that improvement that we expect him to make will be one of those teams that is very uh, competitive, I'd say, towards the playoffs. Now, my pick for the NBA championship is going to be the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, that's not only because I'm a biased Clippers fan. I just do think that they have um, not only the star power, but they also do have the depth that will be required to win an NBA championship. I think uh, it's their 50th season. I think it would be a very uh, storybook, fairy tale ending or beginning, as uh, some would call it, for that franchise. I think that they deserve a championship after all of the... Uh, turmoil that it's gone through, I think Steve Ballmer and Doc Rivers and Jerry West have done a great job with that team, transforming it from Lob City to uh, what people are calling or uh, giving them the nickname of Clamp City. a uh, big fan of that. Defense is going to be a massive part of that team. I think they've got good role players in Lou Williams and Montrez Harrell. Uh, and overall, I think that that team will be the clear-cut favorite uh, in the betting circles and also within media professionals for the championship. Uh, I think they will, uh, depending on seeding, of course, I think they might face the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. That's obviously a very popular pick, but I do believe that that would be a a very interesting series that I think um, would be uh, particularly interesting and a particularly fun matchup. Uh, and then in the east, obviously, depending on seeding again, I think two best teams are Milwaukee and uh, Philly, and I think they'll meet up in the west, uh, not west, in the eastern conference finals. Uh, I think either one of those teams will go for uh, the championship, and then of course, uh, I think that the two teams that will meet. In the finals will actually be the Philadelphia 76ers and the Los Angeles Clippers with the Los Angeles Clippers prevailing. Uh, I think Kawhi Leonard will win another finals MVP and really push him into that top 15, top 20 player of all time range. I think that'll be very interesting to see what people rank him if they win uh, that championship this year. Uh, And I think that finally for a very uh, long time, the NBA has got some competition. Now, with that said, that has been the very first Maddie B show. I hope you enjoyed it. Now, this is just the beginning of many things to come. I'm really excited about where we can take this podcast and about how it is going to progress in the future. Keep your eye out for uh, the guests and some topics that will be coming up on the podcast in the future. Uh, And make sure to... Uh, rate this podcast uh, highly, it really helps me, it really helps push its profile online, gets uh, gets a lot more uh, uh, listens that way, Uh, I'd really appreciate it if you guys could push this uh, and get it out there and tell your friends about it, it'd be really, uh, really important uh, and really special to me if we could make this a really successful and uh, popular podcast, that'd be, uh, uh, it's a goal of mine to really build my profile utilizing this podcast and i'm really excited to hear from you guys and your feedback and i i hope to hear you guys uh and see you guys in the next episode so have a good one